If you're a female photographer, entrepreneur, business owner, and total boss babe with big dreams, this is the place for you to be. I'm here to help you discover that you can create a successful, profitable business, and most importantly, create a life that you love. We're going to be chatting all things photography, business, goals, branding, and lifestyle. And my main aim is to inspire and empower you to go after your dreams, create the strategies, take action, and get fully booked in your business and change your life. Welcome to the Ambitious and Inspired podcast. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Ambitious and Inspired podcast. Oh, I'm so excited and I can't believe I just said that out loud, but equally I'm a bit nervous, but we'll just jump straight on in and uh, hope for the best. So my name's Charlotte, I'm a photographer based in the UK, and I'm not going to lie, this has actually been a really long time in the making, in fact since 2017. I dreamed of creating a podcast for like-minded female photographers and business owners to basically chat all things business, strategy, marketing, growth, and also going beyond that as well, and believing in yourself as a business owner, creating your dream lifestyle, and it really does light me up to help others reach their goals and dreams, and that they can achieve anything that they set their mind to. The reason the podcast is called Ambitious and Inspired is Basically, that's how I want you to feel when you listen to these episodes, to feel inspired and motivated, encouragement and empowered, and that you can be totally in control of your life. I mean, you're an ambitious woman and you've got big goals and dreams, and I fully believe that you can achieve them. You can be fully booked in your business, filled with your dream clients. You can create a business that you absolutely love, that is thriving and profitable. And in turn, that means you can create your dream lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you, whilst having that ultimate balance between hustle and being your best self. You can take your business full time and leave your nine to five day job. You can be fully booked and create your own freedom based lifestyle. This podcast is going to be filled with a mixture of solo episodes where I'm going to share everything with you that I've learned about running a business over the last eight years. I'm also going to be getting on guest experts and chatting with some amazing female photographers to chat through their expertise, share best practice and how you can implement practical strategies to your business. And I've also got an incredible lineup of experts outside of the world of photography. We're going to be chatting things that can be applied to your business, to your daily routines, to your personal development, to ensure that you're setting yourself up for success, creating important foundations to run a profitable business that you love. As you guessed from the title of the episode, I'm going to be going through a few things I wish I'd known when I was starting out my photography business. But first, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a backstory, just as we're all new here, and I'm sure you're wondering who the heck I am. So I started my business back in 2012 when I photographed my first wedding. That year, not only did I shoot my first wedding, but I second shot a lot of other weddings, both in 2011 and 2012, whilst working a day job. I wanted to fully emerge myself in the world of wedding photography and learn from people doing the job, get hands-on experience and ultimately build my understanding of working in that niche. I was side hustling whilst working my corporate day job and then I found out I had an opportunity for a new job up in London which at the time I couldn't turn down and my boyfriend and I moved to London. At the time we were living in Dorset which is on the south coast of England. 
So whilst I was still hustling away, working the daily routine of corporate life, I had little sleep, a long commute every day. I was working around the hours in my contract and I was getting home and then editing and shooting and trying to blog and market my business. And I just felt like I was getting nowhere. I actually ended up hating what I was doing day to day. So I just want to say that I have been where you are right now. If you're working the nine to five job, really unhappy, caught up with the corporate daily grind and not fulfilled, wishing you had more in your life and dream of having your own business on your terms, achieving your goals, I totally hear you. But it is achievable and I want to help you get there. It got to a point where I knew it was time to take things seriously about leaving my day job and taking my business full time. So I came up with an exit plan or strategy, whatever you'd like to call it. And then six months later, so this was back in 2015, I was able to hand my notice in to my full time, you know, well paid corporate day job. And I took the leap into self-employed life and going all in on running my photography business full time. My first big piece of advice in this whole game of business, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but it really is true, is that this is a marathon, not a race. In my opinion, if you are in this for a quick win, overnight success, or a quick buck, you might be pretty disappointed. Creating the foundations that set you up for long-term growth and not a quick win is so vital. My business has grown year on year, I've learned a lot, and most importantly, I've made mistakes along the way that's helped me grow as a person and as an entrepreneur. It came down to laying the key foundations of my business and growing on these aspects throughout the years that has meant I've got a profitable, successful wedding photography business that is fully booked and is also able to grow and expand into other areas. Backtracking a little bit again, when I had a dream that I would be working for myself, running a business I was passionate about, I visualized that I'd be living by the coast. I'd have a small team and I'd ultimately be living my dream life, which was working for myself on my own terms, not caught up by someone else's time frame or schedule, and that I could kind of do what I want, when I want, work wherever I want, that kind of you know, aspiration that people have when it comes to running their own business. So back in 2011, once I'd established that I wanted to be a wedding photographer, I spent years learning and investing in becoming that. I attended workshops, mini masterclasses, hundreds of webinars. I watched hours and hours of YouTube videos. I consumed all business books, photography books, branding, self-development, And when I ended up taking things seriously, I knew that I needed to invest in a business coach. And I'm really being hand on heart honest here. But this is really where I saw the biggest change in my business growth and in me personally. I was side hustling every minute I could. And once I'd established the foundations of my business, I worked on these every day, every spare minute I could. And this was so important to the process. But once I realized that like I say, this isn't a race, it's a marathon and investing in a coach and my business knowledge and creating those foundations that would set my business up for long-term growth was game-changing. 
And if I could go back and give myself that advice or pass on this advice to you today is not to rush, not to worry about what other people are doing and how quickly or fast they're growing or not. Focus on you, focus on your business, your dream client, what you're ultimately trying to create and the foundations that you need to set up your business and continue to work on those day on day. And I promise you, you will see growth in your business, not for a quick win, but long-term success and a profitable business. So secondly is establishing your niche as soon as possible. If you aren't entirely sure what a niche is, it's basically a segment of the market in need of your services. So for example, the industry I'm in is photography and there are lots of different niches within that. So for example, weddings, families, newborn, fashion, you know, the list goes on. But there are loads of different industries um, with lots of different niches and you can get even more specific with that. So for example, traditional newborn photography or a modern family photographer or an alternative wedding photographer, adventurous couples photography. The list goes on. Any industry has its own niche and you can niche down further if you want you to get more specific. But establishing your niche and working on this in everything you do, so your branding, your website, creating your portfolio, this will all appeal to your ideal client, showcase what you are, who you are, what your business does and what you want to book. So for me, whilst I didn't... um, do all of the niches. So for me, I knew very early on that I wanted to be a wedding photographer. I didn't go in and do newborns and family shoots and all these other things to, um, you know, grow my portfolio, but not necessarily in the thing that I wanted to do. I do wish that I had gone more specific with my niche early, earlier on in the process um, and created a portfolio that really appealed to my ideal client. I think early stages, I was kind of um, a bit more broad with my style and kind of um, taking on weddings hither and everywhere because obviously I wanted to grow and get experience and um, ultimately book clients. Um, But now I have a really clear niche and know exactly who I want to work with, what appeals to my ideal client and ultimately showcasing the work that I want to book with future clients. Um, So if that could be anything I would give as advice to myself again, what I wish I knew when I first started is getting really specific on my niche as soon as possible rather than kind of wasting time. Um, Although that's really important as well, kind of learning and branching out, especially if you don't know what niche you want to work in. Um, Then having that time to explore and learn which one you love. So for example, if you didn't know that you wanted to be a wedding photographer, you knew you wanted to have a photography business, but you weren't too sure which niche you wanted to focus on, you know, getting experience in all those areas could really help you decide that. So you might do a couple of weddings, you might do a few newborn sessions, you might do some fashion shoots, but then you would understand which one you prefer or you love most or which one you're good at. And then you can go in on that niche and get more specific and then really see growth by focusing on that area. Thirdly, I would say work with what you've got. 
and this one is specifically for photographers. I'm going to be talking about my own experience here. So when I was first starting out, I was getting serious shiny object syndrome. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but this was mainly in relation to photography equipment. But the price tag attached to the gear in total was basically what I needed to buy a house. <laughs> so um, I wasn't in a position to do that. And what I really needed to do at the time was focus more on what I could do with what I had instead of thinking a new lens or camera would fix that and make my work like a thousand times better. This was huge. I was basically getting caught up with what all these other people had and what I felt I needed, what I lacked in my in my gear. And that I wish I knew that earlier on in the um, process. Honestly, all I just needed to do and know was how to really use my own camera to start with. I had a couple of lenses and then when I was photographing bigger weddings that required a large telephone photo lens, I basically just hired it. So when I very first started, I had a crop sensor camera. So it was an entry level DSLR just to start with whilst I was learning and training. And then I realized I was being limited by my gear. And that was when I decided to upgrade and invest in a new camera. There are definitely times when it's more beneficial to have a full frame camera versus an entry level DSLR. So for example, the entry level camera that I had, which was a crop sensor, it didn't handle low light situations very well. And that meant when I was having to try and push my camera to, you know, handle the situations I was in when I was photographing weddings, the photos were coming out really noisy and grainy, and sometimes they weren't salvageable. So I knew at that point I was being limited by my gear, and that's why I needed to upgrade and invest in a new camera. I would say if you're really early stages, maybe you haven't uh, mastered shooting in manual mode at this stage, um, simple as that, you don't need uh, anything more than an entry-level DSLR. But I think once you've mastered manual mode and taking on paid clients and expanding your business, then maybe it would be time to invest and upgrade into a full-frame camera. When I was starting, I was in my early 20s. I didn't have much disposable income and I knew that I didn't want to start my business off by taking out large loans or anything like that. So I bought the equipment that I could afford, which was a crop sensor. At that point, I was learning how to use a camera. I didn't know how to use manual mode in the early stages. I was learning how to direct people and what my editing style was. So it felt for me at the time that that was the right route to take. And then once I knew that I wanted to start taking on paid clients, that was when I upgraded and invested in a full frame camera. But please don't feel like you need to fill your kit with 10 lenses and five camera bodies. My advice is buy the equipment you need. For me, I currently have my main camera and my backup. I have five lenses which cover a variety of things I would need under any circumstances. And then if on the odd occasion that I might need a big telephoto lens, maybe I might be shooting a wedding in a big church or something like that, then I would hire a lens if I need to. I'll leave a list of my full kit in the show notes if you're interested. What you need to be thinking about, most importantly, is how you can be running your business so that it is successful and profitable. Spending £2,000 on a lens that's just going to sit in your bag that you maybe might use once a year and just mainly collects dust isn't a smart business purchase in my opinion. And this could be applied to any industry, not just photography. So the main um, summary of that point is don't get shiny object syndrome, work with what you've got. And if you are finding that you're being limited by the gear or the equipment that you have, 
that's maybe when you should consider upgrading. But don't feel like you have to rush out and buy a whole brand new kit. Making sensible business decisions is going to be really important in the long run and ensuring, like I say, that you're running a profitable business, not just running out to go and buy a lens that you feel you need in your kit to make you feel like a professional photographer. It's really important to establish exactly what your business needs, what you're being limited by and where you need to fill in the gaps. And lastly, this is a big one. Um, I wish I took this advice or wish I really thought about this in the early stages. I still um, deal with this on a daily basis now, which I might do a future episode on. But lastly, do not worry about what other people think of you. I wish I took this advice sooner on all of my ventures. And this might be the biggest thing holding you back right now. And my strong word advice is don't. You might not be feeling super confident at the moment. You might be overthinking a lot about your business ideas or avenues you want to explore. You might be unsure what to post or how to say X about a topic of your business. You might also be thinking that the shoot you just did wasn't good enough or if this business idea will do well. Or, big one for me, is what people might be thinking about you who are friends with you on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to tell you in the nicest possible way, it really doesn't matter. And who cares? The only person you need to be worrying about and what they think is you and your ideal client. And I mean this as long as you're not being like super offensive or rude or something like that, but it really doesn't matter what people think. Go with your gut, trust your instinct, go for your dreams. Those people that you are so-called worried about are not going to pay your bills. Heck, they might not even be a customer of your business. So I think it's really important that we don't get caught up in worrying about what other people think of us. You might find it really useful to have maybe like a business best friend, someone that you can chat through your ideas with if you're a bit cautious about how you could put something out into the world and how it might be received. Think having someone either who's in a similar industry to you that you can maybe bounce ideas off or ask for their opinion can work really, really well. But first and foremost, anything that you are putting out there in terms of your business you need to be thinking what are your core values what does your ideal client want and how they will respond to that whether that's um you know the product you're going to create the services you're offering the instagram post that you're going to put out the blog post that you're writing so every aspect of that you just need to be considering how would your ideal client respond to this piece of content or product or service not worrying about the person that you're friends with on facebook and what they might think of it and like i say i might just do a future episode on this point entirely because i could talk about this a lot. (laughs) So um, yeah, anyway, that's one of the ones that I really felt like I wish someone had said to me earlier when I was maybe a bit younger and a bit um, early stages of my business, just be like, just go for it. Don't worry about what other people think. Like, I would rather have people talking about me for trying and going after my dreams than people talking about me because I said I was going to do something and then I was too scared to do it because I was worried about what other people were thinking. Hence a reason why I've started this podcast. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I wanted to do this back in 2017. That's when I actually recorded my very first episode. I designed a cover art and everything and I held myself back for three years. I was so worried about what people would think of me, um, what they would say, if they were going to judge me, who does she think she is... But you know what? 
this isn't about me. The purpose of me creating this podcast is to empower like-minded female photographers and business owners that they can also reach their dreams. I've been in business for eight years. Of those, I side hustled for three years. I had an exit plan and I left my corporate day job and I've been working self-employed for myself full-time with my photography business for the last five years. Um, I've got a lot that I've learned along the way and I'd love to share that with you to help you also create your dream business and reach your goals. So I think that's a really good place to end the episode today is don't worry about what other people think of you go with your gut go with your dreams work on your goals and just go for it so there you go I guess that's a wrap on the first episode thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it and you're looking forward to what's to come for this podcast if you'd like to connect further you can head over to my Instagram which is at Charlotte Briar Ash I would love it if you take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and tag me on your stories also if you'd like to leave a review if you've got any feedback I would love to hear from you let me know what your takeaway was from this episode and if you've got any future topics you would like me to cover you can get in touch with me I will leave all the details in the show notes and yeah there we go that's a wrap for the first episode I hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful amazing rest of your day